for choosing the Voice of America. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the March 2nd edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Voice of America! The Voice of America is once again a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, which tips off its third season on March 11th in Dakar, Senegal. The VOA will once again be flexing its multilingual broadcasting muscles for our BAL coverage. We'll be broadcasting the games in five languages English, French, Bambara, Portuguese, and Kenya, Rwanda. And let's give a sunny side of sports shout out for my VOA buddy, Eddie Rowema who will be calling the BAL games in Kenya, Rwanda. I traveled with Eddie last year to Kigali for the BAL playoffs and finals, and Eddie was a huge help. In the opening BAL game on March 11th, A.S. Duanes of Senegal will host ABC Fighters of Ivory Coast. The Fighters, who are based in Abidjan, are one of five teams making their debut this season. The others are Al-Ali of Egypt, City Oilers of Uganda, Stad Malian of Mali, and Quara Falcons of Nigeria. In an interview with Iron Mike Mbonye, Falcon Secretary Aziz Bello said the team has been preparing in Abidjan. The team is in Abidjan. We are participating in a tournament to actually see how what we can adjust before the commencement date. And um, two of the teams that will be playing the BAL, they are also there. So it will help to put the players in good shape. And also, the you know, we were part of the BAL combined that was held in France where we signed three players at the combined and uh, we also have some foreign players joining so that is our preparation now from Abidjan we are going to move straight to Dakar Quara Falcons are in the Sahara Conference and they will play in Dakar they will play against defending champion US Monastery of Tunisia they will play against Abidjan BC Fighters. They will also play Rwanda Energy Group and uh, AS Duanes of Senegal and Stad Malian of Mali. With all these names, can we say that they are big names and uh, how is Quara Falcons prepared to face these other teams or clubs in their group? Yeah, like you said, all these names you mentioned, they are big names. And um, to be honest, this is the first time Quara Falcons is going to be playing on the continent at the international stage. So the experience is not there for the club. But I would say that we are trying to make sure we do everything possible, at least to qualify from that group. The rule says that 
four teams will qualify from each conference and that eight teams will eventually make the final uh, playoffs in uh, Kigali, Rwanda later in the year. How optimistic are you about Quara Falcons being among the four teams that will come out from the Sahara Conference group? It's just for us to win two matches. We'll try and do that and get out of the group. And before me, we'll see what we can do again to make sure that we'll actually qualify to the semifinals. The last team that represented Nigeria did not qualify from the conference. They only won one match. And our goal is to do better than them. And we are trying everything possible. Part of it is this um, door of the uh, West African country to play enough friendlies to get the player as in good shape ahead of the um, Sahara Conference match. That's Aziz Bello, secretary of Quara Falcons basketball team. The Falcons are based in Eloran, Quara State, Nigeria. And Aziz spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Sporty greetings. This is Aziz Bello, secretary Quara Falcon basketball club of Ilori, Quara State, Nigeria. You are listening to Sony Side of Sport on The Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Aziz. And thanks also to Iron Mike Mbonye for that interview. Season three of the Basketball Africa League is here. Starting off in Dakar from March 11th to March 21st for the Sahara Conference, then heading to Cairo from April 26th to May 6th for the Nile Conference, and the excitement continues to build in the finals in Kigali from May 21st to May 27th. Tune in and follow the BAL on The Voice of America. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Wednesday night, 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant made a successful debut with the Phoenix Suns in the southern U.S. city of Charlotte, North Carolina, Durant and the Suns beat the Charlotte Hornets. The AP's Day Ferry has that story as well as details of victories by Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. Kevin Durant made his Suns debut and helped them end the Hornets' five-game winning streak, 105-91. Durant scored 23 points on 10 of 15 shooting in the wire-to-wire win. You know, I always feel like I got to prove myself to my teammates and my coaches every day, no matter what I've done in the league. So, like, it's, I feel like it's pressure on me to be who I am every day. He was playing for the first time in seven weeks and suffering a knee injury while with the Nets. Devin Booker dropped in 37 points, while DeAndre Ayton added 16 with 16 rebounds in the Suns' seventh win in 10 games. Kelly Oubre Jr. led the Hornets with 26 points, and Terry Rozier added 20. Playing without Joel Embiid wasn't an issue for the 76ers in a 119-96 romp over the Heat. Tyrese Maxey led the charge with 27 points while Embiid sat out with left foot soreness. The Sixers have won nine of their 13 games when playing without Embiid this season. Paul Reed added 16 points and 14 rebounds. I was taking it personal. You know, we we lost to this team in the playoffs last year, and um, we lost to them last night. And 
I mean, not last night, but the other night. And um, so I, I really had a chip on my shoulder tonight, and I really, I really wanted to prove a point. Bam Adebayo was high man for the Heat with 20 points. The Knicks have a seven-game winning streak following a 142-118 clobbering of the Nets. Jalen Brunson scored 30 of his 39 points by halftime for the Knicks, who made 78% of their shots in a 47-point first quarter. We've had a streak of wins, but um, nah, we just we've learned from our past, and uh, we just got to continue to make ourselves better as we keep going forward. Brunson furnished 16 points on 6 of 6 shooting in the opening period. Quentin Grimes delivered 22 points, and Julius Randle added 21 with 8 rebounds and 8 assists. Cam Johnson scored a season-high 33 points for the Nets. Jason Tatum poured in 41 points in a scoring duel with Donovan Mitchell as the Celtics beat the Cavaliers for the first time in three tries this season, 118-113. Anytime you get a chance to play against you know one another best guys in the league, uh, you know, always raises your level. Tatum provided 18 points while the Celts were outscoring the Cavs 41-26 in the third quarter, giving Boston an 18-point lead before Cleveland chipped away. Tatum also had 11 rebounds and 8 assists in addition to his 20th 40-point game of his career. Al Horford had 23 points and 11 rebounds for the Celtics, who withstood Mitchell's game-high 44 points. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. The five other winners on Wednesday night in the NBA were Chicago, Memphis, Milwaukee, New Orleans, and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were shorthanded in their 123-117 victory over the host, Oklahoma City Thunder. Lakers superstar LeBron James sat out with a right foot injury. Anthony Davis was also sidelined by a right foot injury. And D'Angelo Russell sat out because of a sprained right ankle. Yet with LeBron, Anthony, and D'Angelo sidelined, the Lakers won for the fourth time in five games. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, I'm Kim Lewis, inviting you to join me and my colleague, Shauna Renee, music director for VOA One, as we delve into the history and culture of hip-hop music. The music genre exploded into one of the most influential cultural movements over the past 50 years and is embraced by people around the world. Join us for a rapper's delight of hip-hop on Press Conference USA this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice 
of America. In English Premier League football, the Gunners of Arsenal have moved five points clear of second place Manchester City after Wednesday's 4-0 victory over visiting Everton. Bukayo Saka was named man of the match after opening the scoring for the Gunners in the 40th minute and assisting on another goal. Bukayo Saka was also one of the top players at last year's FIFA World Cup in Qatar. He scored three goals for England, which reached the quarterfinals before losing to France 2-1. In this sunny side of sports 2022 World Cup highlight, Let's listen in again to my Saka profile. We kick off with a profile of one of the young stars at the FIFA World Cup football tournament in Qatar. 21-year-old Bukayo Saka of England. The Arsenal player has scored three goals in Qatar, including England's third goal when they eliminated African champion Senegal 3-0. In the round of 16. Next up for Saka in the Three Lions of England is a big quarterfinal match Saturday, December 10th against defending World Cup champion France. Saka was asked at a news conference whether the England team believes it can lift the World Cup for the first time since 1966. Yeah, of course, you know, we, we have to believe that, you know, we have to come into this tournament and believe that we can win it. Um, right now, our focus is on the next game, which is France. You know, it's going to be a really difficult game, but, you know, we have to try and get through that and then focus on the next one and, you know, it will get closer and closer and hopefully we give ourselves the best chance to win it. Bukayo Saka was born near London to Nigerian parents. The name Bukayo in the Yoruba language means adds to happiness. And while Saka has definitely had some happy moments in his fledgling football career, one unhappy moment came in last year's European Championship final. Bukayo took England's fifth penalty shot, looking to equalize against Italy. But the Italian goalkeeper, Gianluigi Donnarumma, dived to his left and saved it to secure Italy's second European title. In the aftermath of the European final, Saka received lots of social media abuse, often racist. He says he's tried to put that unhappy moment behind him. To be honest, I feel like, personally, you know, I've tried to to move on from that moment. Um, Obviously, I know I can never really forget about it. It's going to be in history, you know. But at the same time, you know, coming out here and scoring those three goals, of course, lifted me a lot. Well, yeah, I've obviously matured and progressed a lot as a player and a person since that moment. And, you know, I wouldn't have stepped up the times I've stepped up for Arsenal to take a penalty if I wasn't confident. So, obviously, if the moment comes, you know, and I'm selected to take it, I'll I'll be more than happy to. Bukayo Saka talks about his three World Cup goals lifting his confidence in the World Cup quarterfinals. Saka and the England team will take on Kylian Mbappe and reigning world champion France. 
Mbappe leads all scorers with five goals in Qatar. Saka says he's also trying to play down comparisons with Mbappe. <laughs> there's only one killing Mbappe and at the same time there's only one me. You know, I just want to be myself and help my team in the best way I can. You know, there's a lot of young players in this tournament. I can name so many and even in our team, you know, there's another um, young player alongside us doing unbelievably well in Jude Bellingham as well. So I'm just happy that we're, we're all here, we're all doing well and the priority is to try and win the tournament rather than be the um, player of the tournament or young player of the tournament. Bukayo Saka is a Christian and he says one of the ways he keeps the faith is by reading the Bible. Yeah, I've been continuing to do that out here, read my Bible every night. For me, it's really important to... Obviously, you have the presence of God in me all the time, and it gives me gives me more confidence, you know, that God's plan is perfect, so I can go on the pitch and, you know, know that God has my back. But um, the, the main thing for me is just keeping my faith, you know, just having faith in God, so I don't need to be nervous or worry about any outcomes, because obviously it's my first World Cup, you know, I can, I can start worrying about different things and different outcomes, but instead I just choose to put my faith in God. That's Bukayo Saka, the young football star for England and Arsenal, and Bukayo spoke from Qatar. And that Bukayo Saka profile package was originally broadcast on December 6th, 2022, four days before England lost to France in the World Cup quarterfinals. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. In another Premier League result Wednesday, Liverpool defeated visiting Wolverhampton 2-0. The Dutchman Virgil van Dijk and Egyptian star Mo Salah had the goals for Liverpool, currently in sixth place on the EPL table with 39 points. Salah now has nine league goals this season. The runaway leader on the EPL scoring chart is the tall Norwegian Erling Holland, who has 27 goals for Manchester City. It goes without saying that U.S.-China relations have always been somewhat complex over the years, with its ups and downs. Tensions between the two countries have increased recently due to several factors. Hi, this is Rick Pantaleo, guest host for this week's Encounter. On our next edition, my expert guests will give us an update on U.S.-China relations. Listen Saturday and Sunday for Encounter on The Voice of America. This is Sony Saito Sports. the sunny side of sports on facebook twitter and at voaafrica.com my facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voa sunny my twitter handle is at voa sunny sports 
And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the Sunny Side of Sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. Let's give a sunny side of sports birthday salute to former South African professional tennis player Kevin Curran. Kevin is celebrating his 65th birthday on this Thursday. During his pro career, he won a total of five singles titles, 16 doubles titles, and more than $3 million in prize money. Kevin also reached a career-high singles ranking of world number five in July 1985. Happy 65th birthday, Kevin Curran. Still with tennis, top-ranked Novak Djokovic eased into the quarterfinals at the Dubai Tennis Championships with a 6-2-6-3 victory over Talon Griesbohr. Djokovic extended his winning streak to 19 matches. More tennis news. An exhibition match scheduled for Sunday in Las Vegas, Nevada that was originally supposed to pit Rafael Nadal against fellow Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz has officially been canceled after Alcaraz hurt his right hamstring. Rafa has also been ailing. He was dropped because of a hip problem. In fact, it looks like Rafa will be out for uh, several weeks. He's canceled some upcoming tournaments here in the USA because of injury. Get better soon, Rafa and Carlos. VOA. VOA Africa is your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment, and music. Stay engaged with VOA Africa. We love to hear your voice. You can call us 24 7 on WhatsApp and leave a message. Leave comments requests or greetings we may play your message on voa africa dial the international code plus one then 202 258 voa africa is always happy to hear your voice the number again is the international code plus one then 202 258-3076. Around the clock, the Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the five-minute VOA newscast. We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the world. Your source for news and information. Auto racing. 
The 2023 Formula One season officially gets underway Sunday at the Bahrain Grand Prix in the Middle East. Joining us now with a preview is VOA's Gwen Uten. Sporty greetings, Gwen! Sporty greetings, Sonny. This year's Formula One season will feature 23 races in what will be the longest F1 season in history. Reigning champions Red Bull begin their title defense in Bahrain as the favorites. And Belgian Dutch driver Max Verstappen is set to rev up the engine of the newly unveiled RB19 in his chase for a third consecutive title. Earlier this year, Verstappen looked ahead to the 2023 F1 season. 2022 was, of course, an amazing season for the, for the whole team. I, I do think that um, with what was showed at the end of the year, um, by just making steady progress, I think we can, uh, we can be up there again in the front. But, of course, time will tell um, how much the other teams improved as well. So it's a bit difficult to say at the moment where we will be exactly, but uh, I'm positive. Last year's campaign was hugely disappointing for Team Mercedes, with their eight-year winning streak snapped by Red Bull and seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton suffering the first winless season of his career. Hamilton is now in the final year of his current contract with Mercedes, and earlier this year, Hamilton said his team is ready to return to their winning ways behind the wheel of the much-anticipated W14. We've got a great team of people who have worked so hard to make today possible, and we have a new car. It's, uh, it's like the most exciting part. It's like Christmas for us uh, because we basically get to go and use our new toy and see what it's like, hoping that um, all the work really pays off in how we feel. Fellow teammate Mick Schumacher, the son of F1 legend Michael Schumacher, will begin the season from the sidelines for the first time as a reserve driver for the Mercedes team. And while he describes his new position as challenging, Schumacher says his ultimate goal is to return to the starting grid. It's going to be very different for me, obviously, uh, first time on the sidelines, I guess, but it's going to be nonetheless a very challenging uh, position because uh, you know obviously I have to do a lot of correlation um, through a simulator. Uh, basically, the work there is quite important for teams um, to improve in the weekend as well. So uh, you know it, it'll be nonetheless an exciting, uh, exciting time for me. It'll be a uh, hopefully a learning opportunity, um, and uh, and yeah, I'm sure that with uh, with Mercedes together, we'll uh, we'll give our best, and, and hopefully it'll be enough to be in the front. Last month, Team McLaren celebrated its 60th anniversary with the launch of the new MCL60 Challenger. The team are looking to improve on their 2022 campaign, and the driver many hope will turn things around is Belgian-British racer Lando Norris, who enters his fifth F1 season as one of the most talented drivers on the circuit. Norris has six podiums to his name, but despite not yet securing a victory, he says winning is not a top priority for the upcoming season. Being honest, um, it's, it's not a, a target for me this, this season. Um, uh, I don't even know how the car is going to be, so I don't, there's, no, there's no point setting any targets which can be unrealistic. Um, of course, I'm sure every single driver on the grid wants to win, but it's, F1 is a, is a patience game at the same time. And um, sometimes it can take 10 years, sometimes five years, whatever. 
Norris is set to race alongside Australian newcomer Oscar Piastri, who says he's ready to make his F1 debut with McLaren. I think obviously going into my first year, just try and learn as much as possible. Um, there's, there's a lot to learn in the world of F1. Um, but yeah, I think just laying the foundations, make sure I do everything uh, the right way first and um, and then whatever results come as a, a result of doing all those things correctly will be a, a bonus. I think obviously taking a year on the sidelines is not, not ideal, um, but I think I learned, um, you know, it was a bit of a, a soft introduction into F1, I guess. Uh, I got to experience, you know, a lot of the sort of other things of being an F1 driver without the, the driving, so I don't think it was, um, you know, I think there was definitely some useful learning from last year. Um, but of course, I haven't raced for over a year now, so there'll be a bit of rust there, I'm sure. All eyes will also be on Team Aston Martin following a strong performance during last month's preseason testing. Two practice sessions are set to take place on Friday, and Saturday's qualifiers will set the grid for drivers to start their engines for the season opening Bahrain Grand Prix on Sunday. And that is all for me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. And that wraps up the March 2nd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.